0: WV stands for the great state of West Virginia, and every quarter we cover something in West Virginia. Stacey and myself, JR, are your hosts, so please come along for this venture to our Uncommonplace. Welcome to West Virginia and Commonplace. The story that goes along with this is real simple. There was this movie, the DuckTales movie, that came out in the early 90s. It was the first movie that, like, really reached me. I was like, this is a really good movie. And it was probably just because I was, you know, whatever. I think it was, like, 1991 it came out or whatever. So my dad, he gets me two VCRs, and he's like, you like the movie so much? Go ahead and record a copy of it. He said, said, I ain't going to tell nobody. He said, as long as you don't tell nobody. So I recorded a copy of this movie. And um, I found out the price that he cost to rent the movie. And then I thought about it and I got into my first affair of business. I decided to start recording movies and selling them to people, you know, at age five and six. This was kind of not the right thing to be doing if you're a kid, but I was really tied into it. And I really wanted to have some type of extra money because my dad was giving me money a weekly allowance but he told me that if i rented the movie he said be careful he said because it is illegal what you're doing but um i copied the movies and it started off with that and i I started charging to rent the movie from blockbuster it costs 3.99 to get four tapes cost twenty dollars So I charged $7 for the movies, which was better than paying $20 other places. The only problem with this was, was that the process I had to do was when you recorded these movies, you had to record them all the way through. So I just started taking some time when I wasn't busy and I started recording movies or letting them roll or going to school and let one record and then get my mom or my dad to help me out. So I started a little enterprising business. Then Um, At some point, Michael Jackson had a concert on HBO. Uh, I think he was in Budapest or somewhere. That's when he had the little flying rocket ship and all that extra stuff. And I knew personally, a lot of people where I was from, they liked Michael Jackson. So we didn't have HBO because we couldn't afford it, but my grandmother had it. So my grandmother recorded this Michael Jackson performance that was on HBO for me to watch. So when she did that, I started dubbing that over. And I started charging $10 a pop for it because I knew it was something that you weren't going to find anywhere. And the more and more and more I copied that, I realized something that, hey, you've got a business mind, figured out my calls, figured out this stuff. And this is at a young age, just like, you know, not even before I was in the second grade. And I kept it going for a little bit here and there. And obviously, in between time, you know the story if you have not followed. My father died in 1994, so I went on a little bit, and I quit doing that business. Uh, I left that behind. And from 95 till about 1998, I didn't do anything. I wasn't worried about making money. I was just, I was a kid. I was having fun. But then, my aunt got me a computer with a CD burner. And when she got me that CD burner, I realized a light bulb clicked off in my head again. I had another Avenue to make money again. So I did a bunch of CDs, but the most successful CD I had was Nasa Still at Matic. Circuit City got them early for some reason, and I used to get CDs about a, I call it the bushel, but about a bundle. I had a hundred CDs. So me and my homie John, we set up. And we just went disc to disc, boom, 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 using Nero or whatever it was to burn CDs back then. Put the little, made the little album artwork, printed that off. And we were selling copies of at Matic, and Don't Come Get Me Nas for like $5 a pop, boom, boom, boom. And then I ventured over into, you know, running Napster and stuff so I was able to get the music that people wanted, you know, because at a time there wasn't a. Spotify or anything like that for us in the late 90s early 2000s like that stuff come about mid 2000s or whatever or may have been before then but I'm just telling you from my experience so after that the next thing I went on to was DVD burning. the DVD burners they didn't last very long but I learned this quick hustle man somebody will buy this dvd oh they want that new whatever whatever or they want that mixtape dvd or whatever it was gangster grills gangster girls i remember that um all this stuff i was burning it doing it I always make sure i kept a piece of technology to copy something because once i got that dvd burner i was set then the next thing rolls around 2012. uh more tvs are fitted with usb ports for flash drops so you can look at pictures and video and The flash drive became my biggest hustle because I was like, forget CDs. You got smart TVs. Buy one of these flash drives, $10, $20. $20 got you everything you wanted. People wanted the Disney collection. So that's when I started doing the, you know, the the hard drives and different things to keep stuff on. And later on in life, even now, not saying that I do anything, I do it for fun now if I have to, if I want to. Um, But my hustle has always been something that involved video and audio when it comes to getting it out to the masses because i like to pay prices that warrant things but there's some things that i feel don't warrant things and that's my personal opinion but the thing that i'm telling you about myself here is that even at an early age i had a business mind i learned from my father from everybody around me how to be business oriented. And no matter what anyone says to me or says about how I conduct myself or do business, I know that at the end of the day, I was able to manage the person that ran the Lemonade stand when I was a kid. I made sure they had supply and demand. They had the stuff that they needed. Did I touch anything? No. But did I get a profit? you damn right. Because I always knew how to move and maneuver people and get them in the space that they wanted to be in. And that right there was enough for me to let me know that for the rest of my life that whatever I did, even in the facets that I do inside podcasting, that I could help people, I could enable people, and I could make money. That's one thing that nobody can ever take away from me or, you know, or whatever, because there's a bunch of people in the world that got creative ideas and that are cool. But the implementation of actually monetizing what you're doing, that's the hardest thing for people to put in perspective because some people don't have that mind that circles around all business. You have to have an A to go to Z. And if you don't have an A to go to Z, you know. So from time to time I go back and watch DuckTales. And DuckTales, the movie, reminds me of the time that I started out in the world of entertainment and how I hustled my way, uh well, we won't even say hustle. I maneuvered and, ingenu- and had a bit of ingenuity and made it work for me. Some people can do it. Some people can't. But to anyone, if you take your time and you think about what you really want to do, if you do that part, everything else just falls in place. Now, I'm JR from West Virginia Commonplace, and this episode is dedicated to DuckTales the movie. Somebody's going to think this is a movie review, and it's not a movie review at all. So, going forward. As a podcast listener, as a podcaster, if you're a podcaster listening, think about your true business and what you're doing. Um, I have some naysayers out there in the world that want to say whatever they want to say about me. But the one thing that they can't say is when it comes to storyboarding and being creative in how you actually execute and do what you do, you can't deny your boy. Please follow WV Uncommonplace on Instagram, Tumblr, Twitter.